So we have been looking over the last few months at the household of God. That's been our focus as we've gathered. We've really sensed that we wanted to look at the church and what the church is, often described as the household of God in Scripture. And we've spent a little bit of time looking at things that would apply to any church. So what does it mean to be part of the household of God? What does it mean to be part of the church? What does it mean to love one another, to have unity, to have fellowship together? We've been looking at those things. But what we really want to do in this new series is focus the lens a little bit more on the hub church itself and say, well, what about the hub? Paul describes in 1 Corinthians about the church being like a body, that there's different parts to that body and that every part is important and they're missed if they don't play that part. I think so often we can think of that as just like our church, just the hub church. I think that's true. But I think it's also wider than that. I think we have a part as the hub to play in the wider body of Christ as well. That we are a part of that body in the worldwide church, not just here in the hub. And so I believe that there's things that God wants us to do as a church, as a community together, that contributes to what God is doing in this town, that contributes to what God is doing in this nation and beyond. And so we want to start to explore that. What has God really said to us in the hub? What part does he want us to play? And as we think about that, this, today's really an introduction to that. And just a bit of an overview of where we want to go. A bit of an explanation behind that so we can launch off this into some of the things we believe God is saying to us as the hub. But I want to remind us today, as a big part of what I want to share, that we need to be centered around Christ. That Christ is the head of the church, is his church. And we need to be centered around him. I want to remind you of that word that Nancy had a few months ago. She shared as part of one of the afternoon gatherings we had here. Where she talks about the ring and how we are that ring. And how like the diamond is held on that ring. And we all play a part in holding that diamond in place. Diamond being Jesus. He's at the center. He's the real deal. He's the main thing. And we're all called as part of this body to hold Jesus at the center. Amen? And so I've got a piece of scripture I want to read. And um, I think Phil trusts me. And I certainly trust Phil. So we don't particularly go into a lot of detail about what we're going to do. But I want to read um, for a passage which is Colossians chapter 1 um, from verse 15. And um, maybe it just shows that God wants to bring this out today, eh? So it says this, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things, sorry, reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. 
Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish, free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. This is our starting point. We're centered around Christ. It's all about Jesus. Amen? First and foremost, we want to be worshippers of Jesus in this church, don't we? We want to give him all the glory. As Karen was praying at the end there, we just want, we don't want the riches of this world. We want to lay our lives down for Jesus so he can be known, so he can get the glory. And so here in this passage in Colossians chapter 1, we learn some amazing things. We learn that Jesus is God himself. He's over all creation. He's the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. He's before everything. He holds everything together. He's the head of the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn. He's supreme. He has all the fullness of God dwelling in him. He is God himself. He's reconciled every, everything to himself. He's brought peace through his death on the cross. He has made us holy in his sight. Wow. And all this means that we're without blemish, that we're free from accusation. Just let that sink in. (laughs) We're without any stain, any blemish. We're free from any kind of accusation. And we have the opportunity, like Paul, the author of this letter, to become a servant to Jesus and his message. So we're centered around Jesus. We want to hold Jesus at the center of this community. It's all about him. And so we've got a mission. When we started this church in 2018, we felt that God spoke to us very clearly about four areas. If you've been in this church any length of time, hopefully you know them. Hopefully these will at least kind of ring a bell somewhere. If not, kind of you're able to to spill them off quite easily. Um, I won't test you on them, but I'll... I'll go through them just to remind us of what the vision is that we feel that God has called us to. So the first area of our vision is about growth and mission. So we want to join in God's great mission to fill the earth with his glory, with his people. We want to see people come to faith in Jesus. This is what it says maybe I'll see this, it comes straight from our website. It says, we want to grow in number as people come to faith in Jesus. We believe we have a call to engage in mission locally, nationally, and internationally. We want to see people come to faith in Jesus. Amen? So number one is growth and mission. Number two is diversity. There's a great picture, John's Revelation, the last book of the Bible. In Revelation chapter 7, where in his vision he sees the throne of God and so many people, it's, it's like countless amount of people around that throne. And it's people from all nations, tribes, people and languages. All around that throne worshipping. What a beautiful thing that is going to be. 
That is to come. And so in our website here, it says, we want to be a diverse community of different ages, backgrounds, ethnicities. We believe this mirrors God's heart to reach all people and nations. You know, it's not just about one nation. In the Old Testament, it was kind of built around this nation of Israel. But then the prophet Isaiah said that actually it's too small a thing for it just to be about the nation of Israel. That Jesus was going to come for everyone. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. This is for everyone, to the corners of the earth. And we want to see that reflected in this community. The people God has brought here, the people God sends us to, the churches we're called to plant in places like India, which is just exciting, isn't it? To see Isaac and Abigail and their team just grow and the churches join with them as well. We want to see this happen. Oh, I could get carried away. (laughs) Uh, The next one, number three, is community. So growth and mission, diversity, and then community. So we want to create communities of God's people, centered around Christ, as I've said, bringing glory to him everywhere. We want to see the lost and the lonely drawn into community. That's what we want to see. It says on our website, we want to be a caring community and maintain a family atmosphere as we grow, recognizing the importance of smaller gatherings to develop strong relationships. It's not just about coming to a meeting like this where we can build relationship. Of course we can. But it's about building relationship in smaller settings as well where we can maybe get a little bit more real, have a bit more time, really get to know each other, challenge each other if need be, and see us grow in Christ. So growth and mission, community, diversity, community. And number four is transforming society. Jesus calls his disciples to love people with God's love. There's something that I just can't fail to see as I read through Scripture, just God's bias towards the poor, the widow, the orphan, the foreigner. God just wants to draw people in. God wants to meet people where they're at, in all of their need and all of their brokenness. And so on our website, it says, we encourage the church to serve our communities and engage in projects that bless others in need as part of God's heart and mission. And we'd love to go further than that as well, if God calls us to. We'd love to kind of, there's a, there's a saying that says, let's not just pull, pull people out of the river, let's stop them falling in in the first place. You know, if God calls us into higher places, then praise God to be able to see some difference in policies even, maybe. Who knows? We want to see society transformed. So we felt that as well as this vision of growth and mission, diversity, community, transforming society, we felt that we needed to work on some cultural values, some distinctives, if you like, about this community. What do we feel that God is really saying to us in order to help us achieve that vision? Not us achieve, but partner with God to achieve that vision. (laughs) So what is the kind of culture we want? How do we want to operate? What are our values that will help us to achieve that? And that's what this new series is really all about. We want to dig in a little bit deeper into the kind of community we want to be to see that happen. And so the leadership team and the wider leadership team have been working together for a little while. We've been working on this. We've been exploring what could this mean to create the kind of culture, the environment where we could achieve that vision, some cultural values, some distinctives. Us. And we've come up with 11 things that I'm just going to outline really, really briefly today. 
And I'll tell you how we're going to try and unpack those a little bit more over the coming weeks. But 11 things. And, and I want you, as I'm sharing these, just to think about that vision of growth and mission, diversity, community, transforming society. Because this isn't just about creating a nice, comfortable community just for us. This is about joining God on his great mission. To fill the earth with people who love him. So, 11 things then. Number one, a church that's Christ-centered. So I've unpacked that. But we want to center around Christ, don't we? Yes, Sandy, we do. (laughs) We want to center around Christ. We are a church that's Christ-centered. Number two, we're a church that's Spirit-led. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit of God, don't we? We don't want to just come up with nice ideas and things that we think, oh, that'll be good. That sounds like it will work. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit of God into the things that he wants to do. And sometimes those things we're like, oh, that was a bit of blindsiding me a little bit. I didn't expect that really. But okay, God, if that's what you're saying, that's what we'll do. And sometimes, you know, we might even stand up and say, well, we feel God saying this and we're going we're gonna to try this. <laughs> and even if human wisdom says, oh, this, this is a bit risky. Well, if God says it, then let's do it, hey? So we want to be a church that's spirit-led. Number three, we're a church that's prophetic. We want to be a prophetic church. And you know, that's, that's more than having a word for someone else in the hub. That's more than coming up and sharing a word here on a Sunday. As good as those things are, please carry on doing those things. But we feel that God is leading us also into trying to be a prophetic voice into our communities. You know, God used people like Jeremiah, Isaiah, others to call the people to repent, to say, look, God is saying this and we need to change. We need to become like this. We're not trying to put ourselves on that. We're not trying to say we're at that level. We're not Jeremiah's, Isaiah's. We appreciate that. But we want to speak into our nation, into our communities. We want to say, look, this is what God is calling us to do and be that kind of voice if God would have us do that. So we want to be a church that's Christ-centered, spirit-led, prophetic. And then number four, we're a church that's apostolic. So this has been a big part of the history of our churches. But we want to be an apostolic people. We want to be moving on. We want to be moving forward into the things of God. We want to be planting new communities. We want to be planting churches. We want to see people come to faith. We want to go and spread the gospel and see disciples made and churches planted. We want to help strengthen churches. We want to see the best come out. We want to be apostolic. We want to be involved in advancing the kingdom of God. Amen? So we're a church that's apostolic. We're a church that's caring. We want to be a caring church. We want to care for one another. The world will see if we love one another, won't they? So we want to be caring to one another. We want to be a caring church, but we also want to go beyond that. We want to care for people in our community. We want to see people look to the church and say, they are a caring people. (laughs) They care for each other really well, and they're caring for me. I want to come and know this Jesus more because I see him in that community. Wouldn't that be wonderful? So we're a church that's caring. We're a church that's welcoming. 
We want to welcome all. We want all people to be welcome in this community. We want every single person who comes in contact with us to see us as a welcoming community. Now, this can sometimes get a little bit tricky for some, because sometimes when we think about welcome, sometimes we can confuse it a little bit and say, well, we have to sacrifice truth to welcome people, and we have to say, well, everything's okay, and that it doesn't matter, we're just going to welcome you. That's not what we're saying. Jesus had an amazing ability to have a welcome for everyone while still maintaining truth. And we want to do that really well. It's a journey. We've got to learn how to do some of that. But wouldn't it be amazing to show the welcome of Jesus whilst also holding so fast to the truth that we believe about who God is and how he wants us to be? may not always get it right. Maybe misunderstood in that sometimes. But we want to welcome everybody. Amen? So a church that's welcoming. And then we're a church that's gracious. We want to be gracious to one another. We want to be gracious to the world around us. We want people to look at us and say, look at the way they prefer one another. Look at the way they just lay themselves down for one another. Look at the way they just want to see everyone else succeed. (laughs) Look at the way they're so gracious to each other. We're a church that's gracious. We're full of gracious people. When we make mistakes, we're gracious with one another. I'd like to be part of a community like that. And then what are we on now? We're on number eight, I think. This is number eight. We're a church that's diverse. Now, I know that's part of our, our vision. It's the second part, diversity, second part of vision. But we just felt this was just such a big thing that God is doing with us at the moment. Just creating a really diverse community. And praise God for that. Really feel that. The work that God's led us into with some of the Hong Kongers and the asylum seekers and the refugees and and how we've seen some of them in our community here. And welcome. (laughs) Welcome. And that image that that I've talked about, all nations, people, tribes, languages around the throne of God. We want to see that, and we believe that's something that God has so clearly spoken to us about. And there's so many people here in Basingstoke of different nations, tribes, languages, backgrounds, ethnicities, and we want to see a church that welcomes and reflects all of that. Uh, Number nine... We're a church that's releasing. We want to be a releasing church. We want to release people into what God has called them to do. I loved what Fiona shared last week. Her challenge about making room. How can we make room? People that God wants to graft into our community. Become part of us. How can we make room for people that God is bringing to us? How can we release them? into all that God wants them to do. And then number 10, we're getting there. We're a church that's open. We want openness to be part of who we are. Not just that we've got two big doors that are open onto the street there and people can wander in, as good as that is. But we want to be open to all that God wants to do. We want our boundaries to be pushed back if need be. We want God to challenge us things he wants to challenge. We want to be open to doing things differently, open to however God leads us. Not try and be confined and draw boundaries around things, but we want to be open. 
to what God wants to do. And then number 11, and finally, we're a church that's safe. Safe to have a go. Safe to be yourself. Safe to express yourself without judgment. Safe to be who you are. We want this to be a safe place. People would feel safe in our church. So those are the 11 things that we have brainstormed and prayed over and chewed over and tried to develop a little bit and um, settled on. Christ-centered, spirit-led, prophetic, apostolic, caring, welcoming, gracious, diverse, releasing, open, and safe. So over this last term, I've had the real privilege of doing the steps course that Rob and Marianne have been running. Uh, and it's been great. I felt that I just was recognizing some behaviors, some thought patterns, all around my lack of sense of worth. That was the thing for me. Um, there was situations then, and things that were coming up which I thought, I, I just think I'm a bit worthless at times. <laughs> and um, and I, I wanted to deal with that. I wanted to bring that before God and say, hey God, this is how I feel at times. And this is, this is how it's manifesting. And these are my thought patterns. And so I decided to, to do the course. So I decided to, to look at that and explore that. And it's been really good for me. As we've gone through week by week, just watching the videos that they have and doing the exercises and then having an opportunity to come along on the, the Thursday evenings when we've been running it and just chat through those things and just be open about it has been great for me and I think I've had some real breakthrough. Praise God. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. But just as I was reflecting on these 11 areas and just thinking, I felt like that was a really safe place. There was a group of four of us guys, I won't say who they are in case they don't, wouldn't want me to, but there's four of us guys who all from the hub who were part of a small group who each week we'd just chat about how we're feeling, what God was saying to us, what was coming up, what our emotions was like, what was, what was happening. It was such a safe place. There was such graciousness amongst one another, such support for one another. It was a caring place. There was no judgment. <laughs> it was a place where we could just be real and see some healing through that. And I was blessed by that. There was a welcome. Whatever baggage any one of us carrying, <laughs> whatever things we were working on, it was just a welcome as we were. And I found that to be a very safe place. So I share that not so much as an adver advertisement for steps, but we will, I think, be running another one at least in the autumn, if not before, I think. Miriam, is that right-ish? Possibly, yeah. So we think about it in the autumn. So consider doing it if that, if that could be you. But I share that more to say it really spoke to me about the kind of community I think that we'd love to be here. Just some of those attributes, some of those distinctives, some of those cultural values just really at work, and I felt blessed by that. So we've got six sessions 
after this. The next is not necessarily the next six weeks, but the six teaching sessions that we're going to have. We're going to focus in on six of these 11 areas, ones that we just really felt like we wanted to go into a little more depth about. So we'll have one session on each of these, not necessarily in the order that I'm going to share, which is the prophetic, apostolic, caring, welcoming, gracious, and diverse. Those are the six areas we really felt God was highlighting and we wanted to press into. And we're going to spend a session on each and see where God takes us and what God says to us and how we're shaped as a community. We want to do more than just talk about them. We're, as a team, we're working on some different ways that we can encourage this and, and bring these out in our community, encourage one another to grow in these areas as well. And so it's not just about doing a talk on each one, but we're going to use the talks just to unpack them a little bit more. And let me just say as well that prayer is really important in all of this. When we came up with the four areas of our vision, the growth and mission, diversity, community, transforming society, we felt that we needed to just really acknowledge that prayer covers all of those. And actually, if we want to see anything of our vision achieved and accomplished through God, then we need to be praying. And that's not just about bringing a, a shopping list of requests before God. This is about learning how to truly abide in him, about how to have a, a genuine connection with God. This is about intercession as well. This is about, God, what's on your heart and how can I stand in the gap? How can I intercede for the things that are on your heart? So throughout all of these, we want to be Christ-centered, as I've said. Throughout all of these, we want to bathe it all in prayer. So if we're going to see God do these things, then we need to be praying. And I was struck when I was preparing this about how many of these things seem to, to replicate the gifts that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 4 sometimes called the five-fold ministries, which is apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Even the first three there, prophetic, apostolic, caring, key Ephesians 4 gifts. I really think that the evangelistic and the apostolic are so closely linked as well. But just reflected in these things, these five-fold ministries, gift that, gifts that God gives to his church. But I just want to make the point that, and I know we've said this before, but those gifts, those fivefold ministries are intended to equip the saints for works of service. Intended to equip the people, all of us. So this isn't just about the super keen or the leaders or whatever, kind of trying to make this kind of culture. We're all involved in this. If we want to see these things happen in our church, if we want to see this vision happen, then we all need to be on board. We all need to create this caring, welcoming, gracious, safe environment. So it's a call to all of us to consider how do we play our part in that. If a couple of us are gracious, <laughs> if a couple of us want to be releasing, then it's not going to quite happen, is it? And you guys are that community already in so many ways. We see it just so much. So we're doing good. Well done, church. But just to say, let's all be on board with this. If you're, if you're saying, if you're feeling like, yeah, this is good. Oh, I'd love to be part of a community like that. Then let's all commit to saying, yeah, 
we're going to make this happen together. And so what's all this leading to then? Why do we even want this vision in the first place? Why do we want to see growth and mission and diversity, community, transforming society? Well, it says in Habakkuk chapter 2, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The earth will be filled. We sang earlier, every knee will bow before Jesus. That vision that John had in Revelation 7, we've talked about worshipping around the throne. That's where we're headed. That will happen. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Wouldn't it be great for us in the hub to play our part in that? What God's calling us to do, to say, hey, we're on board with this, Lord Jesus. Your mission, see your glory cover the earth. We'd like to be on board and do our bit in our part of the body here in Basingstoke.